Congratulations, you're listening to Kitchen Table Spirituality, a winning evening devotional. I'm Jonathan Malone, and I'm here with Pastor Charlie Eastman, who's the pastor of the Pilgrim Congregational Church in the winning town of Southboro, Massachusetts. And he is the pastor of the First Baptist Church in the winning town of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And we are so grateful to be with you today. Yeah, we're all about winning today, right, Charlie? I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Of course we are. So how are we going to be winning? Well, at, how are, at yeah. uh, Pilgrim Church, we're going to be winning uh, when we celebrate our Consecration Sunday on November 22nd, when we're going to have drive-up pledging, where people are going to bring their pledges and hand them off to members of the uh, of the stewardship team, and I can't wait. Um, it's been... Uh, we've heard a lot of great witnesses and worship. We heard... Uh, we heard from the uh, Cullen's family, Cullen family. We heard uh, from the Turners, and now next week we're going to hear from uh, Cindy Terilli. I'm just really grateful for everyone who's talking about how Pilgrim Church has uh, empowered them, shaped mm. them, given given them language to express their faith, and why they support the church. It's it's just been really inspiring for me. That's great. Uh, additionally, Sunday the 25th, we had a fantastic pumpkin carving event. Right. We had dozens of folks out on the church lawn. We took lots of pictures. I'll be on the church website and on our Facebook page. Uh, just a, a wonderful time of fellowship. Our masks were on. We were distanced. We we kind of, uh, what, what is it called when, when you're on a hike, Jonathan, and you don't leave all your junk there? Leave no trace. We left no trace. Yeah, leave no yeah. trace. Oh, I'm yeah, glad that you knew great. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think I got it from uh, probably the Bill Bryson book, like everybody That could be, yeah. If you carry it in, you carry it out, that kind of thing. Exactly. That's fantastic. So it was, it was a great event. I hope we do it again next year. Everybody really enjoyed themselves, and it was also intergenerational, which mm. is wonderful. There were dogs. Uh, no cats this year, but maybe next year. Well, um, it's cats uh, hate pumpkins. Oh, that's not a well-known fact, but cats, um, yeah, if you ever, if you ever ask a cat, what is the gourd that you hate the most? They will say, it's the pumpkin. Yeah, they will. I mean, they will say meow, but the translation is pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah. Well, good to know. Yeah, that is good. Take that to the bank, folks. Take that to the bank. Yeah, that's true. And how are things at East Greenwich? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on quickly. Things are good in East Greenwich. We had, last Sunday was our harvest celebration, and we had just this wonderful video of so many different gifts uh, that we've saw, music, of artwork, um, juggling. Um, someone showed pictures of their roof and um, that they did, and some great roof work. Uh, it was, you know, That's it was great. A, it's a fine roof. Uh, it, that was, it, it was just really nice. Uh, okay, to, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You're bearing the lead. Juggling? What yeah. kind? So what did they juggle? They, it Were was, they on a unicycle? Oh, these are all important questions, and I'm glad they that you're are. asking them, Charlie. Uh, it was so. It was my oldest son, Anthony. And he does what's called poi juggling, P O I. And is those that are, you throw goldfish in the air and catch them? No, well, he, if he does that, he always catches it in his mouth, and then the goldfish is gone. But um, oh. no, this is a bar. Oh, no, no, that's that was koi juggling. Koi juggling, Go yes, ahead. that's actually koi juggling. Not only are you juggling um, goldfish, but you're also doing it behind a screen, just kind of peeking out while you're doing oh, it. Oh, see, that's you, koi you juggling. Get the full dad joke out of it. I only took it halfway there. <laughs> All right, no, go so, ahead. What's he really um, throwing? A poi juggling. It, it's balls on strings. Uh, so oh. you're swinging them around in different designs, but he's gotten to a place where he does lose. He he get, he uh, throws it in the air and catches it, and um, quite mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, so he did that, and like I said, we had some other singing, cool. and uh, it was really it was 
uh, some other music instruments. It was just really nice to be able to enjoy different gifts of people in the congregation and, and to thank God for that. For that. So that was right on. Yeah, that was good. We had a nice congregational meeting afterwards about our church house, the the renovation project that we're doing and where we are with that. And folks, if you got the survey, which hopefully all of you did, please fill it out. Um, Please fill out your survey so we know who we can who we need to contact and who we don't. Uh, Next week, we're taking a little bit of a breather. Uh, so we're putting off All Saints Day for another week on the 8th. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we've got All Saints next week, but you're taking a break. Yeah, and um, but I'm asking people to uh, go ahead and think of the folks that you've lost in the past year or beyond and send me a word or phrase that kind of captures their essence. Um, you know, beautiful, giving, uh, full of energy. You know, somebody, send, send those to me, and I'm going to weave those in throughout the service so we can have your witness um, as a part of the service. And, and nice. one other thing that we have going on, Charlie, and then I'm done. we got a lot going on mm-hmm. at First Baptist. You did uh, say you were taking a breather, but I you're know. not. No, we're not. That's, at the, yeah. Breathers How can you? for the week. That's, you know what? I had a friend who was, he was a Calvinist, and he said every time they went on a mission trip, his father, who was the pastor, you know, they would say, when do we get to rest? And he said, you sleep on the plane. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I love it. And that's kind of our attitude. Uh, but this Saturday, the 31st, we're finishing mm-hmm. up our cereal drive, so bring in your boxes of cereal from 9 to 12. Mm-hmm. Drop them off. If you want to drop off your pledge, do that too. Um, and we'll give you a treat for the treat. A treat for a treat uh, as nice. you drop off the cereal. I so like that math. Yeah, isn't that nice? No tricks. Very well. well I'm not about giving no tricks, tricks for treats. Why would we do that? Yeah, that's just plain what mean. Ki- what kind of that's, monster? Leave that to the Calvinists. I know. Yeah, Calvinists. Wait, did I say that out loud? I think you did. But if you did, it, it was going to be said no matter what. So mm-hmm. that was right. a Calvin joke for folks. It was. How was, uh, and do you have anything you need to announce about All Saints Day coming up? Uh, no, I think that's, we're, we're just, we're celebrating. We're, yeah. I, I, yeah. Good. That's it. And so, really, I'm, I'm noting that our All Saints Day celebrations are really more All Souls Days yeah. celebrations. This was the first year I really dug in with a group about the tritium of mm-hmm. All Hallows, All Saints, All Souls, and about how that all fits together. And um, I, I, I have always called it All Saints while, in fact, yeah. enacting an All Souls Day, where we just think about everyone who's passed in the year, not just the saints. Well, so. Charlie, if I may... I, I, I wrote a, an article, my, the last newsletter article is about why as Baptists and Congregationalists are, I think, of similar ilk, we can call them saints. Because when we oh, are absolutely, fully, yeah. when those who have gone beyond or who have died are fully with God, they are living in God without any kind of limitations or faults. And you could say they're living into the full perfection of who they are. And so they have achieved a kind of sainthood, especially since we don't have a canonized list of saints. That's right. So my we grandmother need, is on level ground. All. Yeah, my grandmother's yeah. on level ground with Augustine. So I say just well, all why saints. Why wouldn't she be? Right. I can't think of any okay. reason. So feel free to keep I? saying all saints. Embrace yeah. it. Yeah, and I didn't mean to rewrite that, that, no, no, that people right. wouldn't call it all saints, but it's a point well taken. Uh, th- you know, every now and again I have something worthwhile. No, no, I meant my point, but oh. you go ahead, pat yourself on the back. I... I would, but I hurt Moving myself from the last along. time. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a little exuberant, I remember. <laughs> so, um, you got anything going on next week? Oh, you know, maybe just uh, a, a little election of the 
president of the, ne- of the United States, perhaps. <gasps> Is that next week? Uh, well, a- actually, it's too late. I-, I, already, I already voted. I also already voted. I'm, I'm an early voter. Yeah, me too. I wanted it to get just, it. Seems prudent, and the way that we're supposed to be avoiding crowds right now, it, it just felt right to me. So, yeah. first time actually, I've never early voted until this year, and I guess I'm in good company. There's a lot of us who are going that route. This was my second time when I was in college. I did an absentee vote, um, mm. which it was fun. I always went home and voted. Oh, good for you! Brought my laundry. <laughs> Thanks, mom. So. Um, obviously this Sunday you'll be preaching to your congregation about who they should vote for, right? Well, isn't everybody? I mean, that's what all the hardcore fundamentalist churches are doing. We should do the same, right? Tax loopholes be damned. We should just go out and endorse our candidates. Or should we? Or, right. And and I want to Was that a leading question, Jonathan? It was a leading question. I want to add to this also. I saw uh, there was going circulating on Facebook this Washington Post article about the rise of Christian patriot churches. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'll try to find the link for it and put in the show notes. What is a patriot church? These are churches. I know what patriots are. Right. I know what churches are, but I'm I'm not sure what a patriot church would be. Those words don't really fit together for me. So these are churches that are overtly. Um, praising God for Donald Trump. Oh! And, yeah. That seems misguided, isn't it? I think so. And I would say are overtly nationalistic in, oh. in their preaching and theology. Oh, they, they didn't get the memo about, about this being a worldwide movement. They think it's just one nation under right. God right. rather than all the nations under God. Okay, got it. All yeah. Right, I understand. And, and, and whether or not we want to go into that more, I want to, um, I'll put a link for this on the show notes. The Baptist Joint Committee for Religious Freedom, which is an excellent, mm-hmm. excellent group, a watchdog group in ah. D.C. of separation of church and state. Doing the Lord's work. They really are. I mean, they're amazing. Um, mm-hmm. They have some really Im- excellent information about the rise of Christian nationalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what to watch out for, what it looks like. And, and these are churches that will overtly say, you know, America first. Now, and, and, uh-huh. and I should, should have said earlier, this is going to be somewhat political. Uh, we always mm-hmm. try to leave room for people to discern what's best, what they feel is best. Uh, when you vote, you vote for the person Let, you think is best for this. But go ahead. I'll, I want to address that word political because I don't think it's going to be political at all. Oh, you don't? My understanding of politics is uh-huh. politics is about when you try to have a voice in who gets into power. Politics is talking about candidates and how candidates are, are elected and which candidates should be elected. I don't believe we're going to do that. We're going to talk about issues mm. around politics. And I think churches make this mistake all the time. Someone will say in a meeting, well, churches shouldn't be political. And of course that's true. But what they're really saying is churches shouldn't have a voice on the issues and that's wrong. Churches wow, should always have a voice on issues, but we should never be endorsing candidates. Wow. Sorry, just had Until, to get that out before we right. went further. Well, nicely said, Charlie. We never should neither be endorsing... Biden, Neither Biden nor Trump, not Pence, not Harris. Right. Churches should talk about issues, and then you, the member of the church, should go vote your, your faith and your conscience. Yes. Well, so the, na- the Christian nationalism are people that will overtly endorse a particular candidate um, today, it happens to be Donald Trump, that 
is being endorsed mm-hmm. by those who would, we would describe as Christian nationalists. Um, you mm-hmm. can vote for Donald Trump and not be a Christian nationalist. It doesn't, they, they aren't Absolutely. one and the same. Yeah. And you um, can vote for Donald Trump and be a Christian. Yeah. The same way you can vote for Joe Biden and be a Christian. Yeah. It's super important for people to understand this. There is no monopoly, no party monopoly on faith in the United States. Do you think, all. Charlie, do you think God favors one candidate over another? Yeah, God favors my candidate. Oh, oh, right. Didn't you that get makes... the memo? I, um, I actually sent you that memorandum. I did get that memo. It's got to be there somewhere. Here, here it is. Ha. Okay. I have that. See? Yeah, I see it now. God favors God Charlie's favors Charlie candidate. Okay. Eastman's candidate. See. Uh, it doesn't say which one that is, Charlie. <laughs> you won't hear that on the air. Um, but, but seriously, <laughs> um, I really need to let you finish your point. <laughs> no, that's what that was, I was, I mean, what do you think about the idea, does God favor one candidate over another? Yeah, and, and my, I thought finishing that point meant, of course not. God does right. not favor well, I th- the candidate but- over it. Candidates invoking God for why they get elected mm-hmm. is, in my mind, as stupid as a football player who points up to heaven when he makes a touchdown, as if God moved God's magic finger football, and lo and behold, you got a touchdown. But this isn't to say that God isn't invested. Well, why, why wouldn't God be invested in the, in right. the process and the people and God's children? Or, or are you right. going in a different direction? Well, no, no, that's what I mean. So, I mean, with a football game, I don't think God's invested. Mm. Um, I mean, I actually said during the church service last Sunday that God, if God is in favor of any sport, it's curling. Our God is the God of curling and nothing else. So God doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's just get that and out all the, there. Clear all the up curlers the got up and walked out recognizing the sarcasm. <laughs> How dare was, you? That, that, <laughs> all the curlers, especially... Uh, here in, in New England, I know there's a huge curling faction that there goes to both be. of our churches. There could be. You just there, never know. We, that's, I mean, they're, they are deceptive. Anybody bunch. who can sit through a Major League Baseball game can sit through a round of curling. Come on. Right? They are equally... Anyway, okay, we got to be careful I, here. I think, I think though, it, I, you know, so, I mean, God is not invested in how a football game is played, right? Right. Uh, but I think even though God is, has not said, like, this is the candidate I want... I'm sure that God says, but this is the way I want you to be. And, I, and yeah, this I is, would hope so. And, and as a nation, mm-hmm. this is how I want you to be. I want you to be a people for justice. I want you to be a people for mercy. I want you to be a people who care about the least. And I want you to be a people who care about your nation. Let's go to Scripture, shall we? Um, oh, I'm yeah. going to invoke a typical passage for this, and that's Jeremiah 29, verse 7. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. In its mm. welfare, you will find your welfare. English Standard Version. Happens to be my favorite translation for this particular passage. Oh, okay, good. But, but the, the Israelites received this injunction as they went into exile. When they were ripped out of their own homes and taken to a nation they were not invested in in any way. All they knew were they were going, were they were going to be subjected to a, a king they didn't choose, surrounded by right. worshipers of gods they didn't choose. Everything was going south for them. But what did, what did God say? Seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile and pray mm-hmm. on its behalf. And it's your, in its welfare, you'll find yours. It's just 
to me, I, d- I don't need a clearer injunction that I'm actually supposed to care about what happens to my nation when it's time to vote. Yeah. And, and so if, if we're to give any advice mm. for people of how to vote, not that, that we, you know, well, for whatever it's worth, pray about that, about the, not about, well, pray about how you think that individual will best help the welfare of the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also means that after you vote, you're not done. Voting is just part about, of being uh, an active participant in, in our country. You actually then have to... You have to take to that advocate. sticker off its backing and put it on your shirt. And oh, the, the then you're sticker. done, right? And then you're done. Then you've done everything you need to, and we'll see you in four years. Right? No, that's <laughs> not right. That isn't right, is it? But there's, we're asking there's more to do. Yeah, the, I'll, I'll tell you, Charlie, the rhetoric in our straw man questions this episode is just fantastic. <laughs> just want to point Set that out. Up and it's, knock them down. Yeah, yeah, boy, this is, I mean, this is gold here. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're called to continue to be active mm-hmm. uh, at the local level and the national level. And, and I want to really emphasize, especially the local level, because that's where um, the rubber hits the road. That's where we can mm-hmm. have a great, great impact. I agree. Uh, so finding out, and, and I, I want to admit, um, well, not admit, but I, you know, we uh, when the primaries happened in Rhode Island, I got my my ballot and I went through and I and I filled it out and and I'm a, kind of ashamed that I kind of you know saw like pick three of the five and there weren't any party affiliations or anything, so I just randomly picked three. Mm-hmm. And then I saw my my oldest son doing his ballot. And he started doing it, and I'm like, oh, he'll be done in just a moment. An hour later, he was still working on his ballot. Mm. He was going online and researching every individual. And, you know, shame on me for not doing that, and kudos to him. Because, I mean, that really is where the impact can be found. Yeah, one I of think the advantages. He was seriously. Yeah, one of the yeah. advantages of taking the ballot home and reflecting on the candidates is you really get time to determine does this person's stated vision and values align with my own as as I understand them today. And uh, we loved going through and why this person over that one? Why why would this individual mm. be a better fit for us than the other? And and I'll be honest, those were all exercises of faith for us. Um, because yeah. our faith informs our values. But let's address one of the elephants in the room. What about people okay. who are grinding their teeth listening to this conversation, saying, separation of church and state, why are you even talking about this stuff? How do you, how do you address mm. them, Jonathan? Well, I, I, think, I, I think your um, point from Jeremiah is apt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think about... Um, you know, Matthew 25, when we're called to consider to take care of the least of these. Ah. And, and you could say, well, let's just have more soup kitchens, or let's just make sure we do more coat drives, or, or whatever, and that's how we take care of them. Uh, but there's the great, uh, it's this wonderful parable, this isn't mine, and maybe you've heard it already, but um, it goes along the lines of there were these people at this picnic, and they're having their picnic, and they see a baby in the water. And and, and someone jumps in, grabs the baby, gets him out of the water, saves the baby, and everyone's like, well, nicely done, good job. And then they get back to the picnic, and there's another baby in the water, jumps in, gets the baby, gets out, and we're like, nicely done, good job. And this happens, like, for about a dozen or so babies, um, which is crazy, right? It is. That's, a, that's insane. 
And then finally, there's another baby coming in the water, and the guy that's been jumping in all the time starts walking upstream. And, this, and people say, where are you going to go? There's this baby in the water. It's like, I'm going to find out who's throwing all the babies in the water. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so it, the idea, mm-hmm. there, are, there are some churches that are called to meet people at their immediate needs. You know, uh, sure. put the Band-Aids on. Yes. But we also right. all are called in a way to look at the systems and structures, oh, the powers amen. and the principalities. Amen. Yeah. Push back. Have the prophetic voice that Christians were known for for a yeah. long time, and that, of course, we inherited from Israel in the, in the, um, in the Hebrew tradition of, of speaking out to the injustice yeah. that you see around you, especially when you're part of a major empire or a, or a, or a yeah. large government that acts imperiously. You got to speak So that's out. why. That's why. As, as a Good. church, for us to just keep feeding people but saying nothing about policies that are putting people in that place yeah. where they're hungry... That is why Lower churches should have a voice on on ethnic struggles in the United States, on disparities. Mm-hmm. That is why churches deserve to have a voice on services and access to services for the least of us, uh, meaning those most economically challenged. That is why yep. churches have to have voices about a host of issues that they determine are right for them to weigh in on based on their reading of Scripture and their, their fellowship and interactions together. It's, and, it's all I, part of the yeah. same stream. And if I may, that is why separation of church and state is so important, because that means the church can continue to have a voice. If we are That's become right. a nationalistic church that's just in the pocket of one politician or one ideology, we lose our prophetic voice. So true. We need to be separate and not be supported by the government so that we can speak out in ways that we need to. That's right. One of the clauses that we uh, invoke sometimes is freedom for religion, mm. and then the corollary, freedom from religion. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be in this gorgeous church right next door to St. Mark's Episcopal Church. If St. Mark's no, Saint Episcopal Mark's. Church comes Great across people. the driveway with, with guns and knives and takes over our church and tells me I have to worship their way from now on, I'm going to feel mm. bereft. I'm going to feel terrible. They, they would that's probably that. the They're best. Such... I mean, yeah, you, you, that's probably all you would feel, just a little bereft, like, oh, that's sad, but okay. <laughs> I probably feel shot and stabbed as well. But anyway, <laughs> I, I don't expect the marauding Episcopalians this week, um, but, but uh, anyway. Saint Mar- I, well, St. Mark's has a reputation, so I wouldn't hold it. Bu- okay. bu- <laughs> so there's a reason why we need to be free from religion as well as have freedom for our religions, and that is that not every religious expression suits me. It doesn't suit yeah. you. You need to choose, you the listener, your own path in faith, and thank God you can. We are really blessed. Mm. I'm, I'm grateful to be able to pray for the welfare of the United States of America. I'm grateful because of all the great things that have happened here. I'm also oh, grateful yeah. because of all the things that need to be improved here. And there's yeah. room for improvement oh, in there so is. many ways. And, and, there is, and there are many things to celebrate as well. It's not mutually exclusive. It's both. Yeah. So if we were to, so we want to tell people, please vote. Please it's, vote. It, it's really, it's, it's vote, your civic vote, duty. Vote. Do it. Vote. Yeah. Uh, but, but know that after you vote, you're not done. Mm-hmm. No, matter, no matter what the results of the election, no yeah. matter if you're so celebrating true. or weeping, mm-hmm. you will have work to do. That's we all will right. have work to do. If issues led you to vote in a certain way, don't drop them because you didn't get your way at the ballot box. Right. Their issues still matter. If they drove you to vote, then, then they're still worth 
your time now, and you still have to invest in them, and you still have to work for for that kingdom of God here on earth in a, in a sense that, that you see God's vision fulfilled as you understand it here on earth. It's Amen not, to that. It's not mumbo-jumbo. It's not pie in the sky. It's your actions taken day over day to, to I guess, to be the change. They're vital. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good yeah. enough spot, right, Charlie? I think so. If we go I any further, we we're going we're gonna to get into even more dangerous territory. But thank you, everyone, for listening to us, urging you to vote in kind of a roundabout way. But that's really yeah. the crux of it. Get out there and do yeah. your duty. Your civic duty, and I'll add your Christian duty. To Nicely s- said. You can't support the welfare of the city. Oh, and finally, if you don't vote, I don't want to hear you complain about anything for the next four years. <laughs> get in even and be do. part of it or stay out of it. You know, I, as... One pastor to another, we just don't want to hear people complain, anyways. Oh no, we we don't we bro- don't bro- we don't complaints. take com- yeah we don't take complaints very well. <laughs> that would be a cold day the day we stopped doing that. <laughs> Shall we move to prayer? I feel a prayer coming on most definitely, but I think you're going to start and then I'm going to pray. Yeah, and I have a closing. I have a closing prayer from the Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. Right on. Um, Born 1929, died tragically 1968. Um, and this, I really like, this prayer has a nice universal feel to it. Great. Uh, it, as you'll find when, we, when, you, when you hear it. So. Sounds good. Let's, let's pray. God, we pray for our country. We pray for our country because there are many who have and many more who have not. We pray for our country because people are being looked past, looked over, and pushed down. We pray for our country because there's so much potential. There are so many blessings and there's so much that we can do. Lord, whatever happens next week with the election, may your spirit be with us and may you continue to push and prod us, give us that prophetic edge and that pastoral voice so that we as churches, as Christians, may call our nation to reach that place where your kingdom will be as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for this day and this chance to talk to Jonathan, and I simply ask that um, our people feel inspired to go and be a part of this process. Uh, God, I pray for our nation, for all that it is and has been, for all that will be possible as a result of those who remain involved and committed to the cause of, of helping us be wonderful to each other. And from Martin Luther King, Jr., O God, we thank you for the fact that you have inspired men and women in all nations and in all cultures. We call you different names. Some call you Allah, some call you Elohim, some call you Jehovah, some call you Brahma, some call you the unmoved mover. But we know that these are all names for one and the same God. Grant that we will follow you and become so committed to your way and your kingdom that we will be able to establish in our lives and in this world a brother and sisterhood that we will be able to establish here a kingdom of understanding where men and women will live together as brothers and sisters and respect the dignity and worth of every human being. In the name and spirit of Jesus, amen. Amen. The unmoved mover. Yeah, he read a little till huh? Yeah, that was um that was the name of the uh, company we hired when we uh, actually moved last time. <laughs> was it the really? unmoved, Stop unmoved it. movers. Stop yeah. it. Well, that we called them, be. but they didn't show up. 
Oh, so they were the unmoved movers, Indeed. huh? Indeed. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's a great prayer. Sorry. I shouldn't. No, that's Steals. all right. Power if, in if, if we if we don't end uh, an episode with a quip about the prayer, then it doesn't feel like we had an episode. And amen to that. All right, Jonathan, good to talk to you about the issues and the politics and all of it. Likewise, people be well. Take care yep. of each other. Bye. Peace.